Hey guys, how's everyone doing? Welcome to the seventh episode of the Oil Food Basics Discover podcast, where we try to learn something new about our amazing industry on every single episode. I'm your host, Derek Craig, and with me today is Sebastian Jaya. Good to have you back. Thanks, yeah. <laughs> it's been glad, a while. glad to be back on the podcast with you, Derek. Yes, how, how's things going? You've got lots of, lots of stuff going on right going now. Going well, busy with all my petroleum clubs, classes, being a junior petroleum engineering student definitely isn't easy, but we're making, going yeah, through so it. And that kind of comes in. Uh, someone asked me recently how school's going. I'm like, well, it kinda, it's kind of like a well that's slugging. <laughs> like it comes in slugs. Like it, there's like nothing some weeks and then it hits all at once uh, mm, on one weekend. Sure. And, and these are one of the those weeks, I think, for both of us. You've got a clay shoot coming up on Friday, that's right? right? Yep. So. And then I'll be uh, in Denver next week for the AD National uh, National Conference. So if any of you listeners are out there and want to meet up or something, let me know. Oh, we'll, yeah. be, uh, we'll be down there for three <laughs> or four days. So yes, yeah, so he's you're president of the student chapter here of mm-hmm. AD. So AD I don't know. Chapter. We don't say that too often. It just doesn't. But you know, in general conversation, but he, you know, you are the president here. So you're taking your crew out <laughs> to the, right. the team out to the national national conference so it's That's in right. denver this year so yep. a great place to be uh cool town <laughs> yeah, i haven't been <laughs> to in colorado yet so it'd be yeah. cool to check it out and walk sure first everything. experience on that's always pretty cool mm-hmm. um, and then you want to go back all the time so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if i don't have time you can go ski up in the mountains if you had just a little bit more time but <laughs> yeah not too good at skiing but we'll work on it <laughs> snowboard maybe yeah <laughs> maybe sledding <laughs> as long as you get to the bottom that's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> alive in, in one piece yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so before we get into uh, the topic, which we got a little bit of an, an off topic per se, but a very necessary topic, I think, for an industry today. Uh, before we go into that, I just want to hit on a little bit of oil food basics news, as we always do. So we just passed a uh, thousand all time downloads on our podcast. So that's pretty, pretty good news mm-hmm. on our end. So either we've got a couple very hungry power users who listen to every episode like 20 times or <laughs> or we have uh, more than that so <laughs> we just hit a thousand downloads so this the, over basically six episodes at this point so we've got a long ways to go uh to be you know <laughs> the leader in this realm or one of the leaders to get mm-hmm. up to uh the mark LaCour level or something yeah. like that <laughs> but uh we're on our way uh to getting more and more uh, traction more and more viewers so we appreciate all of you that, t- that take a listen and are, are faithful viewers and again try and share it with a friend tell mm-hmm. others about us and, and help us continue to grow we appreciate it and then we just hit what a couple benchmarks on social yeah, so actually on me. instagram we just hit uh we just hit over six thousand followers so it's crazy just feels like just yesterday we hit five thousand followers but yeah, just a couple episodes ago we yeah. said that <laughs> yeah we did so yeah. it's awesome hitting these benchmarks and also on facebook i think we hit over 1100 or around there we've right now we have that many followers but yeah facebook's kind of a attack on you know <laughs> we yeah. have a, it, it, everything we post on instagram basically goes on on facebook mm-hmm. pretty easily but yeah. uh linkedin we're pretty close to hitting another benchmark as well that's right. uh, so that's that's right hit that hopefully probably by the next episode i would imagine we can report on that one but, <laughs> yeah. but yeah so our, our podcast the one thing i forgot to mention so we're getting listeners from all over the world mm-hmm. uh 90 is coming in as, as us but we've also got uh, canadians out there listening we've got uk kazakhstan spain colombia India, Dominica, Germany, Venezuela. Those are, I think, our, our top 10 or whatever. Yep. So that's that's pretty cool. You guys are, are listening and checking this out. So I appreciate you guys following along on your own part of the world as well. So mm-hmm. maybe you can get on the podcast and tell us what's going on in Kazakhstan, you know, with oil and gas. So <laughs> let us know what the, the scene is on. And that we had uh, our last guest was talking about uh, Canada and told us a little bit about mm-hmm. uh, the scene up there. So yeah, uh, help us get more cultured and know more about uh, different parts of the world. So yeah, that'd be cool. 
Um, also, um, we suppose I don't know, somebody's out there hiring on uh, LinkedIn. Somebody's <laughs> hiring for us. I don't entirely know who's who's doing this, um, but we've got somewhere around uh, six employees on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> As far as I know, uh, as both as Sebastian and I for right now, uh, but turns out we got a security officer uh, <laughs> from the Bryan College Station area. So that's, I, I guess he's protecting something out there. I don't I don't know, know, maybe some servers or something from, I don't know. Uh, and then we've uh, got a self-employed uh, person in Houston uh, and then a procurement officer uh, for, in the UAE. So that's... I don't know what he's procuring, but he's doing something. For- <laughs> yeah, I wasn't aware of, you know, all these people working for us, but it's great. Yeah, yeah. so evidently you could just like, so if you want to be an uh, oil for basics employee too, I guess just go add us onto your profile. <laughs> <laughs> evidently there's no checks and balances or anything. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so just the FYI, you know, if, you, if you're stalking our, our oil for basics profile, um, you know, there are some additional employees we don't know we have, but uh, cool. I got, cool to have you guys on board. Uh, glad to have you on board. Be sure to reach out to either Derek or I if you have any questions. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we just recently had a, a staff nurse, but she must have just changed her profile. But she must know. have switched jobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe industries. I don't know. I don't entirely know. But uh, so that that was that was new too. So interesting to see all these new developments always happening on on our front. So <laughs> so you guys are uh, getting all the news right along with us. So. <laughs> Thought we'd report mm-hmm. these uh, these cool updates for you, but anyway, so we got a pretty interesting topic here today. Uh, you t- you want to introduce us a little bit, Sebastian? Tell us what we're yeah, talking about. Today we have uh, Nestor Vargas. He is a financial planner, and he actually is a CEO and founded Green Mountain Planning out in Denver. So he's out in Denver, the Colorado area, and recently he's been helping out oil and gas um, industry professionals. You know, being making making sure their checks and balances are in check and uh, helping them plan for the future and sometimes for the worst case scenarios, which our industry sometimes go through all the downturns. But Nestor um, actually graduated from the University of North Florida uh, in 2008 with a degree in finance. And since then, he's been working in the financial role. And recently, like I mentioned, he's kind of shifted into the oil and gas industry to help out the folks on our end. So Nestor, how are you doing today? I'm doing excellent, guys. Thank you. How are you? <laughs> doing well. Doing pretty good. Just getting over the the mountain of this of the school week. So, <laughs> but yeah, oh, I can remember those days. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Great to have you on here. I think this will be a pretty uh pretty interesting episode. So a lot of you know a lot of the uh, what we have planned anyways is very operationally focused and big picture in terms of, you know it, and in terms of you know largely upstream oil and gas and we, um, so this is definitely a, a different type of topic and so but at the same time very necessary so it's yeah. no secret that uh, working in the oil field we get compensated pretty pretty well in general uh, but at the same time you know if you don't handle that well then yeah you might as well not have the, that good paying of a job so you know mm-hmm. so very I think this would be hopefully to get some good advice and everything out of you today and learn about a little bit uh, about using financial planners and where this kind of fits into our lifestyle mm-hmm. as working in the oil field so great to have you on the show oh absolutely I, I appreciate you guys having me here I've been following you since the beginning and <laughs> just humbled to, to have the opportunity here I'm excited for all the value you guys bring to to your industry Oh, thank you. Awesome. Yeah, you you were one of the first ones that basically when we, wherever we were rising on the LinkedIn scene uh-huh. and, and starting up the company, you were one of the first ones to like reach out <laughs> and try to try to get in touch with us. And you're very active on, on LinkedIn, I think, in general as well. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> we passed yeah. cross paths pretty early. <laughs> <laughs> sure did, man. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about uh, yourself, uh, how you got into this industry per se, uh, financial planning, and then also how it crossed 
into oil and gas and then also uh, a little bit about Green Mountain Planning. Just give us a little bit about the background and then we can start getting into a little bit more of the specifics. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So, you know, it's funny that you guys said you have people in Colombia listening in because I'm actually Colombian by origin. Um, oh, so awesome. that's, where, <laughs> that's where it all started. Um, so my parents were merchants in Colombia and as a little kid, uh, to, I, guess, I guess this is kind of describing how I got into the financial planning industry. As a mm. little kid, you know, I would go to the bank with my father and all the bankers wanted to talk to my father about was how can we lend you money? And and that's that's because that's how banks make money, right? Interest. Um, yeah. But they never actually, you know, took the moment to ask some really good questions and get him thinking about the future. Um, you know, what what does retirement look like? What do you what are you doing today to make sure you prepare for it for it when that comes? And mm-hmm. and so you know, fast forward to now, my dad's in his mid sixties. He lives an okay life down in St. Petersburg, Florida, but it could have been way better had someone actually stopped and and you know made him think and 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 at least had that conversation with him to to get him thinking. And so. That's really kind of what drove that that experience really stayed with me. And when I started to go to college, you know, it was time for me to really figure out what, what am I going to do? And and I thought I wanted to be an architect. Oh, for sure. Um, you know, I thought I wanted to be an architect. And- <laughs> that was one of my early guesses too. I was like, yeah, it went from yeah. like teacher to school bus driver to like <laughs> <laughs> architect somewhere in there. <laughs> Those are my earlier <laughs> earlier plans. <laughs> oh, it's funny how how life goes, man. And so. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've always been a math-driven type of guy, but I just I couldn't find the why behind architecture. It wasn't uh-huh. it wasn't exciting enough for me, and yeah. so I just thought it. You know, started thinking about life more and more, and and that I, that that memory with my father was something that really drove me. And I said, well, why don't why don't I just go to school for finance and 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 figure out what I wanted to do afterwards? I didn't know if I wanted to do corporate finance or or personal finance. And and as as you guys know, you. You take a couple of years of schooling. You talk to your friends. You really start kind of seeing what what drives you. And and uh, I ended up doing uh, financial planning. Mm-hmm. That's that's where I ended up. Um, as it pertains to the oil and gas industry, so uh, I guess let me let me kind of back up a little bit before I, I go into why the oil and <laughs> <Sure>. gas industry. <laughs> um, so I graduated college and started working for a uh, company that a lot of people know called Fidelity Investments. Um, Worked with mm-hmm. Fidelity Investments for about eight years, and um, you know Fidelity happens to hold some of the major 401k plans for oil and gas companies. So, Anadarko, uh, Noble, um, uh, Halliburton, Shell, BP, uh-huh. all hold their 401ks there. And so, having worked at Fidelity, I started to get to know people in the oil and gas industry and work with people in the oil and gas industry uh, a lot. Um, fast forward to 2014. I don't know if you guys remember what happened in 2014. <laughs> <laughs> Seems to be somewhat memorable. <laughs> but, but if you're if you're anything like me, you might you know, for you may you may forget what kind of color shirt you wore last Wednesday. So let's kind of walk through that, right? <laughs> so June June 25th of 2014. I'm sitting there at Fidelity, and I was working at the regional center uh, here in. in um, in uh, Denver. And that's when uh, Brent peaked at a $116 a barrel, right? The highest level since 2014. And right mm-hmm. after that, we had this enormous and just relentless drop that would sink prices to by more than 60%, really, over the next several months. Right? 
you know, Brent mm. dropped to $86 a barrel in October and $70 in November. <laughs> That's when I was coming in as a freshman. <laughs> That's why nobody got jobs their freshman year. Well, <laughs> and so it's, it's funny because this is not the first time it's happened to the industry, right? I mean, working with engin- uh, petroleum engineers that are kind of the old timers, you know, there was this big gap in, in petroleum engineers there for a while because, you know, things were pretty rough. Um, so, but, but it's not the first time it's happened. And so I'm sitting there taking this phone calls and, um, you know, people are calling in and, and at that time we had this phones that had this little light on them and the light would go from green to orange and red, meaning volumes of, of calls that are coming in. And when, when this, you know, um, oil crisis started happening or, or you could just see the phones start lighting up, um, you know, so by by September 2nd of 2016, Forbes states that more than 350,000 oil industry workers had been laid off globally. And oh wow, I hadn't heard that number before. Yeah, <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. I mean, it was it was a very huge impact. And I'm sitting there taking this phone calls from oil and gas individuals. I mean, I knew that they made really good money because I could see it. I was doing financial plans for them. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, the people that were calling in were the ones that had never taken the time to pick up the phone or, or, or even think about their finances. And they were asking us, you know, wh- what do we feel is happening in the industry? How long is this going to last? And, and, and mm-hmm. I think, frankly, a lot of people in your own industry didn't, didn't even know. So we, we didn't really have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. <laughs> we, we didn't really have um, much more of a different perspective than that. And, and so there I realized that, you know, while, while, you know, workers in the oil and gas industry tend to have a pretty good life when, when you know, uh, employment is good. Um, mm. You know, so, some may may not be doing the, the right things that they need to be doing to make sure that they're they're prepared mm-hmm. for the future. And so, that's kind of what drove me. A little background about why financial planning, why the oil and gas industry, and then you know, uh, after ten years of working for a company, uh, I was ready to. Uh, really work with people on on um, a more holistic way, and, and fortunately, Fidelity just wasn't a good fit for me. And I decided to launch Green Mountain mm-hmm. Planning, which is a firm that is solely uh, ca- uh, tail- tailored to oil and gas uh, professionals. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you just said, okay, well, where do I want to live? Let's just go Denver. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was actually that was actually more by by uh, luck. Uh, you know, I was living in in Jacksonville, Florida. At that, you know, five, five, six years ago, working for Fidelity and, and they opened up this huge regional center in, in Denver and they tapped me on the shoulder. They're like, hey, we, we need some tenured uh, advisors to, to come and open up this regional center in Denver. Would you would you be willing to to uh, to go? And and I said, where do I sign? That was my answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no beach, but uh, awesome weather. <laughs> a few mountains. Yeah, you see, I'm, yeah. I'm Colombian by nature. I'm I'm a tan boy. I, I don't need to tan at the beach, you know. <laughs> it's not my type of fun. I, I like to put some sticks on and, and go skiing. That's that's my type of fun. That's awesome. So maybe we'll, maybe our uh, Colombia numbers will go up after this podcast. <laughs> you can tell your folks we'll back home, and it'll suddenly skyrocket. It'll be like number two now. It'll displace Canada as as a viewer number of viewers. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> very cool. Yeah. But, uh, very, very cool. Um, very cool backstory. And yeah. so can you tell us a little bit about, 
I'm more of financial planning and, and the role of financial planning and where this kind of fits in. Is, it, is this all pretty well retirement planning uh, or is this even beyond that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's a great question. And that, it, it really it depends on who you're working with. Most advisors you work with target individuals 50 and above for a couple of reasons. One is because they have money, right? The bad time to save money. And two, mm-hmm. they're getting closer and closer to retirement. And so they're thinking about retirement more and more. Mm-hmm. And so as advisors, that's kind of the space that they play in. And that's the space that, frankly, Fidelity plays in. And, and I wanted to work with people, not only in that space, but in, in, in other spaces. I, I feel like, you know, you're Generation X and Generation Y. So, you know, individuals that are in their 30s or 40s, uh, even their their late 20s have needs. You know, you come out of college with a bunch of student debt and all of a sudden, you know, you have to make the right decisions as to what repayment method you're going to you're going to choose. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you start making good money and, and, and get a job and, and you have to figure out how to maximize your, your employee benefits, you know, what health insurance to go with, what life insurance to choose that your company provides. Um, you know, how much of, of should go in your 401k, you know, and then and then you, you, you get married and now you're joining finances with the spouse and that adds a different recipe and you, know, you need help with that. And, you know, you start buying your first house, then you sell your first house, then you start having kids. And, and so, you know, oh yeah, it's like this checklist. Yeah, <laughs> as life goes on. <laughs> Which it's a, it's Someone turns box. 30 and they call you, you're probably like, oh, they're probably about in this box. That's probably why they're calling, right? Yeah. <laughs> you you kind of know. Yeah, you kind of know what, what the needs are. <laughs> uh, but And so that's that's what I want to do, also be able to work with individuals that really need the help, frankly, um, that if, if they make the right choices earlier on can, can be really successful. So the answer to your question is... You know what? What does it entail? It, it depends which advisor you're working with. Some advisors are purely money managers, and they're going to do a very kind of light financial plan for you. Um, mm-hmm. There are other advisors out there that really love doing the financial planning side of things, and and also do mm-hmm. investment management. I I, fo- I fall on the latter one. I I like to really get in the weeds with your whole life and 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 help every stage of the way. Um, you know not only with, with your investments, but life, you know, in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. for sure. And th- this is one thing too. I mean, I just, just thought of this, you know, at, from the, the corporate perspective and everything that we do in oil and gas, it's incredibly calculated. Yes. I mean, if you're going to, you know, develop a field or, or drill a well or, or even partner with another company or something that you, know, you have spreadsheets on days, right? Going through like all this anticipated production and anticipated costs and, and all this going you know, through and determining, you know, like all these different economic parameters, like MPV and all this kind of stuff. But then mm-hmm. anything lifestyle or li- wise, we're like, oh yeah, I'll sign the loan. <laughs> yeah. We don't really calculate any of that. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's one mentality, I think that, that you're trying to change to some extent too in, yeah. in our minds. <laughs> Absolutely. I think you kind of, and it's not just you, I'm, I'm working with a couple of companies right now in the oil and gas space, particularly to be able to provide some financial planning to their feel hands, you know, Oh yeah. because um, you, you see the first thing those guys do is go buy a $60,000 truck, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. 
you, you gotta have a nice truck. And mm-hmm. and you know, I'm, I'm working. I just signed on a client yesterday who uh, works on on the pad and is a supervisor. You know, is making two hundred twenty thousand dollars. Is working his tail off, mm-hmm. right? I mean, he's working hundred hour weeks sometimes. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. you know, obviously, he should be earning that money. But you know, he's he's in his forties, and and when we talk about how much he's 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 had a, the ability to to save is is zero. Mm. I mean, you know, yeah. he's been working in, in the oil field for 15 years and and has no money saved at this moment. And and I, and um, you know, I think companies are realizing that, and they're they're realizing that you know, t- if they can add value to their employees above and beyond just pay, mm-hmm. um, then you know that employee might be more willing to stay with that company rather than going to the highest paying job. Yeah, yeah um, that's a very good point. It's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it, it certainly is a mind shift uh, for 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 individuals, and 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 I think uh, you know thinking thinking about your salary and 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 the fact that you know you, most most roles play you know pay pretty pretty decent, but you know if you were to lose that job, it, it takes a little while to find the same job. If if even if you can if you can find one, and so. You know, doing financial plans for people in your industry is a little different because we really have to be aware of that. And not only that, that your, you know, the oil and gas industry is doesn't typically flow with with the overall economy. In 2008, that was our last recession we had as an overall economy. But in 2014, you know, the oil and gas sector really mm-hmm. took a beating. And so, just just yeah. knowing those, those those things really go a long way. Mm-hmm. So, have you kind of like the general trend? Like, I don't. You can't really generalize white collar workers being more um, kind of cautious with their money, or you know, more willing to save, or or is there like, do you see more blue collar workers out in the field being less, you know, rational and not being um, more or just not knowing to care yeah, about, yeah, yeah, just, yeah not was, not being aware of the importance of saving and retirement. Yeah. I mean, from a petroleum engineer, like so, a lot of us students, we talk about yeah. investing, we talk about this, that, and the other, because we run side. that economic mm-hmm. stuff. One of, one of my uh, friends, I think I'm eventually going to hopefully get him on as a, as a co-host too. He's he's literally ran like Monte Carlo simulations <laughs> on like <laughs> all this investment stuff, you know. So that's the very like uh, white collar engineering number mm-hmm. side of things. Yeah. I think you know what Sebastian's asking is more, you know, the, the guys who are, are not so much. Uh, technical with with numbers and stuff is yeah. this on the forefront of their mind yeah it's a it's a great question i think that kind of leads to talk about some of the differences that i see in in working with different mm-hmm. you know parts of, of the industry so you know when you work with your, your blue collar guys uh, i don't know if it's a product of them not thinking or if it's product of them growing and fa- growing up in families that didn't really talk about money um but but you do see that more of the time that I'm spending with individuals that are blue collar in nature is on things like, hey, let's let's create a budget, right? Um, mm-hmm. Let's make sure we pay down your debts. Uh, let's make sure you're putting money in your 401k plan. That's where the conversation starts and it gets more advanced as we start building the basics, right? Um, mm-hmm. With you know uh, more of the white collar side of things, so a lot of those basics basics maybe have been covered. So now we're getting more into okay, well, you know, you're making good enough money, you're educated, 
uh, enough. You probably want to retire before age 65. So let's let's think <laughs> about what are the actions you can be taking now to be successful when you turn 50 and be able to retire. So, hey, are we diversifying mm. your savings accounts? Let's make sure we're putting money in, in a Roth IRA and it, in, in a traditional, uh, whether it be Roth 401k or Roth IRA. Uh, let's make sure that not all of your money is going into retirement accounts. Let's make sure we have money outside of your retirement accounts to bridge that gap between you retiring at age 55 and then um, 65, which is the age where the IRS allows you to start taking money out of out of your retirement accounts without any penalties. So if you if you if you retire early, right, you, you have to have funds to live off, and you don't want to go touch your retirement accounts because the IRS is going to penalize you ten percent. We're also thinking about, hey, how mm -hmm. are we going to bridge the gap for healthcare costs? Because you know Medicare doesn't doesn't kick on until you're sixty five. Um, we're looking at tax strategies as way as well, and saying, hey, well, you know got a pretty good amount of income. Um, how can we lower your tax bill every year? You know, what, what are the different tax saving strategies mm. to, to make sure that you're paying less in taxes? So it just, uh, I think it gets a little more, um, more advanced quicker with white collar workers, not always, not always, but you know, generally, and then with the blue collar workers, we're starting more on the basics and then building ourselves up to, to that side of things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Yes, and that, that's pretty much leading into so all that the stuff that you just mentioned. That's more so that what you call the financial life management. Is that right? Like that all encompassing kind of <laughs> all those things. So, so at, at life management is um, being able to bring life and money into focus. And and I, uh, Sebastian and I were talking about this, and you know, I think Derek, you're asking, you know, well, what what do I need a financial planner? Well, the the simple answer is. It's because we as human beings are irrational. I mean, you know you shouldn't smoke and people are out there lighting up, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know you shouldn't you know, drink too much and people drink too much. <laughs> <laughs> you know you shouldn't, you know, go go speed and, and, and all of a sudden oh, yeah. you see people just flying on, down the highway. So just just having knowledge is is not enough, frankly. Um, and And being told what to do more, more importantly, is not enough. If your speed limit tells you to go 65, you're doing 80. Well, I told you. Oh, yeah. to one, of my, one of my friends on that just recently <laughs> brought up that, you know, is that a, a lower limit or an upper limit? <laughs> when, you're, when you're looking at it in, in terms of like an integral, you know, which which one is it? <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure a, a cop won't, won't really find that funny, but I I, I, <laughs> I think it's hilarious. And and so the, the life management side of things is really more geared to, to help individuals self-identify what their, their their true values are. I mean, what what is it that makes them happy? What is that picture of of, of the best life they want to live? And then be able to say, okay, then then let's back into the math and 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 look at your resources to help you live the lifestyle that you want to live and that you're telling me is going to make you happy. Um, because you know when when you talk about financial planning and, and you come to my office and we do a financial plan at the end of the day, I'm going to be presenting action items that you're going to have to implement. And those actions are going to require some type of sacrifice, uh, saving more, 
right? It, which means that you don't get to play as much, maybe, uh, or you can't, you you know, you maybe you don't buy that toy just yet. And and if I tell you what you should be doing without you believing in it or going through a process to identify why um, and having a clear vision of why you're doing things, mm-hmm. a lot of financial plans don't don't work. You can run you can run all your Monte Carlo simulations you want, uh, <laughs> but but if, if if you don't if you don't get excited about why you're doing it and and, and you don't have a clear vision of yeah. of why you know you're doing the sacrifices, a lot of financial plans fail because of that. Um, so so the life planning is 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 making sure we're talking about life and identifying the different facets of life and, and take an inventory about how you feel in different, those different facets of life right now. And what steps do we need to do to, to, to take, to improve those different facets, maybe you're not satisfied with, and then backing into the numbers mm-hmm. and saying, okay, well, how can, how can the numbers help? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. I think one of the things, you know, I think you're opening our eyes to is, you know, is like really like, like money, what we can use to shape our, our lifestyle that we want. And so we've got to definitely make sure that that's taken care of and <laughs> monitored and, you know, mm-hmm. it really serves us and, and we're not, you know, serving it yeah. and, and the, yeah. the bills and, you know, all that. <laughs> so there's some freedom in that. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. And, you know, you, you know, when you're in college, you know, you're, you're going through the grind, you know, all you're worried about is, you know, tests and exams and, and making sure that, you know, uh, you're doing the right things. Sebastian is worried about his soccer matches as well, right? And <laughs> and all that stuff. But as you get older and you go through life and you get those jobs and you start making money, you start realizing that adding zeros or commas to to your to your account value um, doesn't add as much happiness as, as it once did. And, mm-hmm. and so being, being really thoughtful of that, you know, we all know that the grouchy old man that has a bunch of money, but is just mad at life all the time. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. For sure. So one of the things, so student loans wise, I mean, that's definitely a, a point Sebastian, you know, like Sebastian and I and anybody else who's a college student right now is probably on the forefront of their minds. Um, if they're even remotely paying for their education. So, you know, what's one of the things you know, that you would advise um, for, for student loans? Is that something I've, I've heard kind of a lot of different schools of thought on this, whether this is something that you want know, to pay off as, as quick as you can to get out of it, or whether, you know, you kind of let it linger and focus on some other things like maybe investing, uh, getting some of the investments started at a younger age, um, since mm-hmm. the interest will be on your side, you know, the, the compounding interest and yep. stuff. So what's mm-hmm. kind of your thought on student loan debt and also to some extent taking it on too. So that high schooler out there, you know, (laughs) any advice you would have for him as well. So yeah, kind of a two question. (laughs) Okay. Um, so with, with student loans, the, the advice I give people is based on what they want. And, and, Mm -hmm. and, and, and what I mean by that is, you know, some people, that I'll talk to is like, Nestor, I want the lowest payment possible. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, but that's not going to pay off your loans the quickest and you're going to end up paying more money. And they're like, yeah, it's okay. I, I want the lowest <laughs> payment possible. And that's part of, of finding a good financial planner, someone that has a mutual understanding, understands where you're coming from and creates a plan that is not necessarily the most mathematically correct plan, but is the best plan for those, for that person's needs or, or wants. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, I think with, with student loans, you, you have to, be, there's just so many ways oh, to yeah. go into <laughs> so many ways to go into repayment of those loans. Um, there, there's so many 
ways you can really screw up. Um, <laughs> you know, so, you know, for an example, you know, a lot of, if, if you go work with an advisor that doesn't know about student loans and they just look at your interest rate, they're going to say, hey, why don't we just refinance this with the private company, call it quits. We're, we're going to save you money over a long period of time. But what about you be, what about you losing your job and, and not having that forbearance uh, ability to to skip payments or, or or not pay till you get back to work? You know, with private loans, you can't do that. With you know, uh, federal loans, you can. And mm-hmm. um, another thing is, you know, let's say people go go into a repayment, uh, an income based repayment plan when they when they start paying those loans off and 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 so income based means it's about 10% of the salary that you're making is what you pay towards your loans right mm-hmm. and a big mistake that i see people making is that they get married and then start filing so not getting married is a mistake continues i'm done the podcast. yeah i hope yeah, my wife listens to this and i'm gonna be in trouble when i get home uh, that's the snippet but, we'll release but, on linkedin we're gonna cut it off right there <laughs> <laughs> but the mistake that they make is then they start filing their tax taxes joint okay so now every year you have to send you know the 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 agency who's uh, managing your loans your your, your income and now they're going to see that your income jumped mm. a lot. Mm-hmm. And now your payment goes up a lot. And so a lot of times we might just have those individuals continue to file single. Yes, they're going to pay more in taxes. But when we look at the amount of money at their, that they're, ca- when we look at their cash flow, um, you know, it sometimes makes better sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I could literally sit here and have a podcast oh, yeah. for <laughs> four or five hours yeah. about student loans. There, there yeah. are some great, uh, uh, student loan resources um, that uh, that are available on my website, uh, or feel free to just go on LinkedIn and shoot me a message, and I'll send you a couple of uh, you know websites that you can look into if, if you're kind of the self doer guy. Um, in, in terms of you know c- college guys and you know thinking about you know taking out student loans, I, I think you really have to think about what type of industry you're going to go into. You have to remember that colleges, most colleges are for profit. They're a business and they're just going to try to sell you their education because that's the way they make money. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hate to say it, but that's just the way it is. <laughs> you yeah. know? So if you're going to be an artist, if you're going to be a teacher, uh, you know, sometimes taking out student loans is, uh, I guess you have to be really careful with what college you go to mm-hmm. and how much those expenses are going to be uh, a lot of times you know you, you'll 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 see uh, individuals that go to art school but they go to a private school and they're they come out with one hundred and twenty thousand dollars worth of student loans well that's going to be pretty hard to pay off with a forty thousand dollar a year job mm-hmm. um, yeah so just do basic level analysis on that and see what your payoff would be yeah <laughs> yeah exactly for sure and um you know i think if you're in high school just just know that a lot of financial stress that I see in individuals that are in their 30s and 40s is their student loans. So when you're in college or you're about to go to college, people. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is, man. It's it's a huge it's a huge concern for people, and that's that's uh, uh, it, it's it 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 really stinks. And so my advice for someone that's in high school and, and about to go to college is, hey. 
you know, don't use the student loans to go to a European trip or, you know, go buy a case of beer and, and party like <laughs> an animal. Um, be, be really careful with how much money you're taking out and remember that, um, just remember what I'm telling you. I, I've, I, I work with people on the other side of, of, of the coin and, and when you have a lot of student loans, it makes it much, that much harder for you to live the life that you want uh, and be successful when you come out of college. Yeah, that's one of the things we're seeing. Like even right now, if you're a high schooler listening to this, take a look at some of the blue collar jobs, especially if you're one that likes to be outdoors or work hands on with things. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of opportunities in oil and gas. And that's mm -hmm. one thing that people continue to, to reach out to us on and be like, hey, you know, hey, this is a, this would be good to get this out there because it would help us, you know, help us get more recruits for this position in the future because they're worried about not having enough blue collar workers to support our operations and stuff in the future. And there's even a lot of cool uh, schools and, and assistance and stuff that you can get on the blue collar side to get the training that's required for you to have that job. So mm -hmm. that's a cool little tidbit for anybody in high school looking for what they want to do out of yeah. a career. I love it. It's great advice. Yeah. And so kind of wanted to shift our topic and talk a little about investing. And so kind of personal story, my parents both emigrated to the U.S. from Poland um, in the early 20s, and they had no formal education on investing or, or managing their money and so forth. And they've done pretty well so far. They're sending me through college. So <laughs> thank you, parents. But, you know, if they were to, you know, look and start investing now, obviously um, investing later is better than not investing at all. And obviously investing as early as you can, um, you know, coming out of college is, is the best case scenario, but what kind of, how would you get started if you were looking to start investing and where would you go? Um, so, so great resources. Um, I, I would say it, it depends on what type of help you want. If you want to be hands on, um, there are a lot of companies, even the major companies offering, uh, money management for a very, very low cost. They're called robo-advisors. So you've got a bunch of algorithms managing assets for clients. And so that's really opened up some type of professional management for individuals with, without any minimums to get into and, and a bunch of uh, high fees. And, you know, a, a lot of people, when they study the stock market, that they see that the S&P 500 is very growth-oriented and uh, – I'm a big proponent with just owning index funds. Uh, I feel like actively manage investments, um, have a really hard time beating the index time and time again. And so you know, mm -hmm. make sure you keep your cost low, make sure you're choosing investments that are doing as good as the index, if not better. Um, but also be aware and understand what is it that you're investing. Don't just open up an investment and say, Hey, this thing has made 10%. This is great. Because that's kind of investing like looking at the mm -hmm. rear view mirror. That's what happened in the past. You know, where where are we headed? Mm -hmm. You know, understand that the S&P 500, it's a great mm -hmm. investment, but it's the same investment that lost people almost 50% of their money in less than 12 months in 2008. Right? And so make sure you yeah, you sure. you uh you're comfortable with the amount of volatility or meaning the amount of variance in your account value so that you don't end up making a mistake that a lot of people in 2008 did, which was the chose investments just based on past performance. They would look at their investment every month or every quarter came in. Yep. It's positive. We're doing well. 
And it's, you know, all of a sudden, 2008 <laughs> comes around, the market's crashing. They don't know what they're investing. They're panicking. They have no confidence in their investment strategy. They sell at the bottom of their market to just see the market come back and, and be higher than it was before. And so, you know, make sure you, you invest in, mm-hmm. in, in low-cost investments. Make sure you understand what you own. Uh, make sure you're honest with yourself and your ability and willingness to take the risk that 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 particular investment is taking. Um, and again, if if you're mm-hmm. not ready to work with someone, uh, uh, you know, one on one, then then type in just robo advisors on Google, and you'll see a plethora of different companies that offer this uh, investment management platform for for really a low mm-hmm. cost mm-hmm. Uh, and no 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 max. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have like E-Trade and all those websites where you can start investing. and uh, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so the Vanguards, the Fidelities, so. the E-Trades. Uh, there's there's just uh, a plethora of them that, that certainly allow you to, to get into the game uh, and get some type of professional yeah. management. Mm-hmm. All right, great. Yeah, so one, another thing that we definitely want to hit on uh, before we jump off is you know, how to prepare for a downturn. So when you first start, you know, got on here, you're talking about, oh, the history of the oil field. Oh, here's a downturn. Here was a recession, you know, <laughs> all this kind of stuff. So, you know, it, there's definitely people out there that says, oh, we're kind of due. Um, <laughs> and that's kind of scary. But at the same time, you know, so how do we uh, prepare for a downturn? I guess kind of regardless of your position, uh, to keep it kind of broad, you know, whether you're a student or, uh, you know, blue collar, white collar. Yeah, out there working the field already you know, or what position you're in. But how would you, how do you stay prepared? Yeah. Um, the, the first thing is, is managing your cash flow, man. Um, make sure you're aware of what percentage of your overall paycheck is going towards covering your bills. Right? Um, the, the general rule of thumb is 50% of your income should go towards fixed bills, mortgage, insurance, utilities, all that good stuff. Uh, 30% of it mm-hmm. should go towards fun stuff, going out and taking trips, right? <laughs> <laughs> and having a good time and, and, and 20% towards saving and paying debt. So the 50, 30, 20 rule is a really good rule to have. Now, the, the danger with just using that thumb, that, that, that rule of thumb rule, uh, uh, is that when you get to a, job that's paying you $150,000, $200,000, all of a sudden 50% of that is $100,000 that is going towards bills. So now you've basically leveraged yourself because <laughs> now, now you're like, sweet, I can go buy this big house and I can buy the fancy car. There's, right? the, boat, there's the truck. Yeah, there's the, <laughs> there's the bike. So Harley. <laughs> yeah. It, and so this kind of, I'll, I'll tell you a story real quick to, to kind of describe it. <laughs> My dad, would never buy a new car. And and it, I would always be like, why, why don't we have a nicer car? <laughs> and he would always say, I don't want my job or my manager thinking that I need this job. And I don't want to be stressed out about paying the bills because I have all these toys and all these things that, that I have to make money for. So just be cautious of how much your bills are. Maybe wait a little longer to buy that toy. Maybe wait a little longer to have a bigger down payment for that home so your monthly expenses aren't as high. You mean save up cash? <laughs> that That is a, uh, yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And then and that kind of leads me to the second thing is, you know, how, try to create an emergency fund that more, the higher your, your, your salary is, the higher your bills are, the, the higher you want to have that emergency fund. And you don't have to do it all at once. One of the things that I see people get, you know, all bummed out about is that, well, heck, you know, if, if I'm making $200,000 and I need to save, you know, three months worth of, you know, income, that's $60,000. Oh, that's going to take forever and they don't do it, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. they don't do it. So start little, right. Do some, and then also, you know, do other things that, that get you excited, maybe save a little bit in your retirement account, but certainly have an emergency fund and make sure that not, you're not putting all your money in your retirement accounts, especially early on out of college, make sure you have money out of your retirement accounts so that when we do see that uh, downturn hit us, you have some money, to just, you know, coast through and, and not have to be, you know, stressing about taking money out of your mm-hmm. retirement accounts. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, and this, this is kind of hitting a little close to home too, right? With Senate Bill 181 kind of coming into Colorado, looks like. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think if, if you follow that bill uh, enough and, and unfortunately, you know, uh, I'm not a big politics guy, mm-hmm. but... You know, have, having seen this new politic, political platform take over, you know, Denver, uh, I feel like before Denver was a pretty independent state, meaning that, you know, Washington didn't necessarily have a lot of say as to what you know, policymakers would, would do here. But we certainly have seen that turn around and, you know, elections have consequences. And those consequences at the moment are that, you know, we're, we're, we're going to see, um, you know, some headwinds here in, in Colorado and, and and frankly, I don't think uh, we, we know yet what the extent mm-hmm. of those that's that's going yeah. to be. And so, yeah, if you're coming out of college or or you're in the oil and gas you know business, uh, you make sure that that you're aware of that and that you're saving some money and, and that you know you expect uh, layoffs or whatever it be because you know with this moratorium coming through, uh, things are going to slow down. That's there, there's no doubt about that. At least for for a time. Yeah, time. yeah, <laughs> definitely a state to keep an eye on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some interesting stuff going on there. And if you guys are going through that, hey, Nestor's in your backyard. <laughs> so, <laughs> I actually work with clients all around the, the United States. So you don't have to be here in Denver <laughs> to work with me. But uh, yeah, if, if you need to talk, let me know. I'm here in Denver for sure. Okay, yeah, and one of the. Uh, last questions I have for you uh, for the podcast you know, is so, and for, I guess for me too, because I'm not, not using a financial plan or anything up to this point. <laughs> so like um, whatever, you know, if, if this is something that somebody's interested in, um, how do we're basically, how do you get paid? Is that pretty much, do we, is that like a, so much a month paid towards the planners or even in general, you don't even have to say it specifically for you if you don't want to, but you know, or is that so much taken out of um, the gain off investments or, you know, what's kind of, How's that typically handled? Just so someone has an idea, uh, you know, whenever they're making these calls. Um, yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, Derek, how much more time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> um, so let me kind of give you the short of it. Yeah. I, I work as a fee-only financial advisor, which means I don't get paid on commissions or uh, insurance. I don't sell insurance. I don't sell investments. The, what I sell is my time experience and advice. Mm -hmm. Um, The way it works is, you know, I can, I can work with someone that doesn't have money or has the money, but they're like, Hey, I want to manage my own investments, but I, you know, I need, I need help with, you know, 
retirement projections. I need help with tax planning. I need help with budgeting. Mm-hmm. And so those individuals, I charge them a flat fee to start the financial plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it starts at $1,000 and you can go up from there depending on the complexity of it. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I've also seen is that you know, if, if I just create this awesome handbook and just give it to you at the end of the day, a lot of people don't end up implemented, implementing mm-hmm. it. And it's why I have a help, you know, a, a, a trainer at the gym. It, she makes me go. She keeps me honest. And she <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I offer that service as well, where you can hire me to work with you on a monthly basis to help you implement the strategies, get to know your situation and be proactive in the tax strategies and saving strategies, make sure we're, you know, staying on track with your budget. And so you pay me kind of like a, a membership fee, kind of like you do at the gym. It starts at $150 mm-hmm. and it goes up from, from that. Um, you know, once people hit $350,000 worth of assets, they can hire me just to manage the assets and the planning fees are all covered. But there's there's different ways to to work with advisors. I awesome. just chose to have have a way to work with people that really literally took um, any conflict of interest out of the picture, mm-hmm. right? Selling insurance. I don't sell insurance. Yeah. Selling investments that cost you money to get in or out of them. I don't do that. Uh-huh. Um but yeah, there's there's different ways to do it. Awesome. Sure. Well, yeah. Well, thank you for clarifying that. Yeah, that sounds seems pretty fair. <laughs> yeah. 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 Absolutely. So yeah, anything else uh, you would like to hit on before we uh, begin to wrap up? Any last minute uh, comments or advice? <laughs> you know, guys, I could. This is my life. I could sit here and bore you to death forever. Uh, maybe maybe on a on a following podcast or a webcast, I'll, I'll be able to add more value. But. Uh, you know, I, again, I appreciate you guys having me here. It's it's an amazing uh, community you guys are building, and uh, I'm excited to see your your future. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Sure. and I think uh, you and me talked uh, a couple of days ago, but Nestor is open to hosting some webinars in the future. Um, so if you'd be interested in um, a more technical webinar um, hosted with us and Nestor, then please leave a comment below or let us know, and that could. Um, you know, following the interest and we could definitely set something up with that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So hopefully everybody saw, saw a lot of value to this episode. Hopefully everybody enjoyed it. And this is definitely a, a different topic compared to what, you know, what we're typically trying to cover, but at the same time, very, very crucial yeah, Very important uh, that we, you know, <laughs> that we have a consciousness about us <laughs> in terms of our, our financial life and our financial assets. So yeah, got a lot of good sure. advice and, and a lot of uh, uh, better knowledge on how to move forward uh, with being more financially responsible. So thanks mm-hmm. so much, Nestor, for, being on this episode and look forward to future collaborations with you. Same here. Thank you guys. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks Nestor. Yeah. So thanks everyone for listening to their podcast. And again, we invite you to follow us, share our content. So share this. You can actually even, I think they call it recast. If you go on like our website and and view the podcast on the website, you can even share a particular clip of the podcast that you liked. Uh, You can share that to your social media and let people know um, that particular part that you that you Mm -hmm. found so useful or beneficial to you. So keep that in mind. Uh, That's, I guess, a cool feature that that I sometimes forget about that we have. But be sure to follow us, sign up for our newsletter. And again, please always think of ways that you can get involved, that you can share. Um, You tell others about us, you know, at the very least. But also, you know, if you're out in the field around things every day, take pictures, take videos, you know, if you can send it into us and we'll share it and help somebody else learn about that small piece of the industry and the same time you know got those uh, educational presentations sitting on your c drive (laughs) let's get it on a webinar guys help help others learn about that and also you know if you're a whiz at a particular topic you know let's do a course together and really develop a very uh, more in-depth resource for somebody as well so 
Uh, we've had a handful of people reaching out to us and we appreciate uh, everyone that does and look forward to everything that's to come out of them. So we appreciate that. And any last comments, Sebastian, before we wrap up? No, I had a great po- <laughs> great podcast. Can't wait for uh, the upcoming ones. Yeah, so I think uh, the one that I'm trying to schedule now is going to be on uh, offshore stuff. So I basically know nothing about offshore. So that's going to be very educational for me. I'm trying to get that nailed down at a time and a date to record that. But, uh, it seems like that might be the next episode. So <laughs> uh, stay tuned for that. And we'll see you guys in the next one. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys.